Hey world, this is Ross here with my podcast. This is episode 11. The Squirrel, Julian Edelman, who is suspended for four games because he took some PEDs or something. Um, I don't know. It's probably a good thing, though, that he's suspended. He's like a 30-year-old receiver for the Patriots. Gets those first four games off, the old Tom Brady deflate gate approach. And uh, back good as new for October football when it really starts to matter. I think they, they always, uh, Patriots always suck in September, though. They don't suck. They just, like, start slow, finish big. But anyway, uh, episode 11. Hey, world. Hey, everybody. Um, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Dude Stoked. And we actually um, have some brand new tank tops, these aqua uh, Bella Canva tanks that we're going to start selling for the first day of summer. They're going to be on sale June 21st. So check out dudestoke.bigcartel.com for all that stuff. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to the Hey World playlist on Spotify. And um, yeah, you can hear a bunch of music that I've been into lately and I've been talking about on the show. Um, one of the songs, I think the first song on that playlist right now is by Michael Kite, who's actually playing tonight. This is Tuesday, um, June 19th. And if you're listening to this uh, today... You should go to the basement, the OG basement, and check out Michael Kite. Uh, he's doing the New Faces Night. He's going to crush it. Full band. I'm excited for that. Also, I have a couple really good shows coming up. Um, if you want to take the trip up to New Hampshire, up at Atatash Mountain, we'll be up there July 14th, 3 to 6, me, Paul, and the Cheese. And um, August 4th, I'll be at Mount Sunapee. That's me, Phil. And um, Dennis Monagle is going to be playing drums, so that's going to be a really good show as well. I can't wait to get up to the North Country. Um, cool. So here we are. Hey World episode 11. This one goes to 11. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's crazy. Episode 11. Here we are in my office once again. Um, yeah, so we actually, last time um, I did a shorter podcast and we were talking about uh, the trip up to Wisconsin and Chicago and it went well. It was a very weird trip, but like weird in a good way, you know? Sometimes I think when you go on these trips to places that you've never been, it's just... it. It just can be a little weird. So we ended up, um, I'll walk you through the whole process. Maybe we can get Emma up here to talk about it too because she had a good time. We ended up um, driving up. So we ended up staying in Peoria, Illinois because it was about seven hours up. And so originally what this, this like it was a mini tour, what it was going to be was in Chicago on Tuesday, up in Wisconsin on Wednesday, and then back in Chicago for a private party on Thursday. And then we were going to stay the weekend because uh, my buddy Trevor, who plays in Alan Stone's, ba Alan Stone's band, was um, playing that weekend. But we ended up having to leave for the weekend, and that Tuesday show ended up getting canceled. So it was basically, it was a lot of driving for two shows. Typically, if I'm doing like a short run like that, I'll try to keep it within the four to five hour radius of Nashville um, just to save money on gas. But I ended up like coming out on top of this. 
on this run, which is cool. I'm actually trying to get better at like accounting for these trips. So Trevor put me in touch with their tour manager and he sent me like some spreadsheets that they use, which is actually like, I, I, I feel like in my older age, I'm getting more excited about spreadsheets and stuff like that. It's like, how can I be more organized? Um, so I actually like, you, you know, you get to log in and see if you've lost or gained and it's, it's exciting because I didn't lose <laughs> on this trip. Um, if I lost money, it wouldn't have been as exciting to fill out the spreadsheet. Anyway, so the first night we stayed in Peoria, Illinois, um, just to get some of the driving out of the way. And it was cool. We stayed in a Red Roof Inn, which actually was super weird. And I, don't, I feel like every time I stay in one of these hotels, I'm just getting screwed. Because you look on the map and it's like, Red Roof Inn, 43 bucks. And then you get there and the guy at the front desk was like, oh, we actually gave away our last $43 uh, promotion to this woman before you, but it's actually going to be $59.99. We're like, okay, cool. That's not that bad. And then the tax up there is crazy. So it ended up being this like $70 hotel room. I had a red roof in and the door was broken. Just like, I don't know. Anyway, but we had, uh, we stayed there. We ended up going to this like, kind of like a... Uh, corporate brewery type restaurant got some some beers and hung out and it is a very quiet city peoria um we had some interesting uber drivers too the the one woman who drove us home on the way back was uh convinced that our red roof inn was infested with drugs and drug sales and she's like oh you should have stayed at the super eight i'm like i feel like the super eight probably would have been the same quality um, anyway, <clears throat> but we made it out, we made it out alive, which was good, drove up to Wisconsin, and, uh, it was just like, so the, the area that we went to, which, this was actually my first trip to Wisconsin, but the area that we went to in the state was called the Driftless Area, which I heard, um, apparently when the glaciers moved down through North America, uh, they missed this area. So there's like these rolling hills. It's not as flat as the rest of the state. Um, it just reminded me of being in Vermont. It was exactly like driving up to Stowe, Vermont. The mountains weren't as tall, um, but I, there's something about it that just reminded me of Vermont, which was cool. Um, so we ended up getting there. We, we it was the, the city that I played in was called Viroqua, which I've been saying Viroqua the whole time. But I played in this bookstore, and I have just never seen a place like this before. It was um, it was an old tobacco warehouse. They used to grow tobacco up there, and this it was just every wall from floor to ceiling was covered in just bookshelves, just books everywhere. I posted a video on my Instagram of me playing uh, Colin California in the bookstore. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um. You can kind of get a vibe, but like every room in the building looked like that. It was crazy. Just books from like 1700s, like le le leather bound books. And um, so they paid us and they also gave me, they were just like, here, take take as many books as you want. Um, so I will walk you through the books that I got. I got To Kill a Mockingbird, classic in the uh, books I should have read in high school category. I got A River Runs Through It and other stories. I read A River Runs Through It recently, um, and I always love that 
movie, but I got this because it was also published. It's called A River Runs Through It and Other Stories, which are a couple other short stories written by Norman McLean. Uh, Life of Pi. I started it years ago and uh, left it on a plane and never finished. So I actually, someone told me how it ended, which kind of sucks, but I'm still going to try to do it. Perfect Storm, Gloucester, the North Shore. And then I got uh, the Patrick O'Brien, the first book of the Patrick O'Brien series, uh, Master and Commander, the movie with Russell Crowe. My dad is a big fan of this series. It's like 20 books. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to finish the Harry Potter series and then maybe go for that one. I don't know. And the thing about that series, it comes with this like dictionary of all these, uh oh, Tina's in the house. Um, you could probably hear her breathing heavily. It has, so this series has a dictionary of all these like nautical terms and like recipes and all sorts of weird shit. Um, so, so that's cool. Free books. Um, that's an exciting exciting thing for me um so anyway the show was really good not a ton of people came but it was still a really good venue and we ended up sleeping upstairs in the bookstore in this tobacco warehouse and it was just super creepy like kind of in a cool way there was like they have a bunch of random artist friends and they make these like cast iron and steel like figures, like life-size figures holding swords and shit. It's it was just super wacky. Um, we ended up going to a bar down the street, the only bar in the town, which was the American Legion. Um, got some fried cheese curds, which was cool. I'm gonna see if I can get. M. What? You want you want to be on the podcast? You want to talk? I'm talking about Wisconsin. What did, you, what did you say? The cheese curds. Yeah, they were good. They were good. They were better than a mozzarella stick. I I agree. Fresher. They were fresher, and then Owen, the bartender, the potato farmer. Yeah. He was cool. Best bartender I've ever had. Leg. He was a legend. Other than the eye contact thing. Yeah, yeah. What was? It? Yeah, he like shut his eyes. He just like didn't make eye contact when you talked to him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was the Griff. Um, she was a trooper through the whole thing. I, I don't expect a lot of people to um, to muscle through this early stage of touring as well as she did. Um, but yeah, we ended up sleeping on an air mattress at a bookstore. And then, so the final night, we ended up driving out of out of uh, Wisconsin. We went to Chicago, and I played at uh, Buckle Down Brewery for a friend of mine and her birthday party. She threw a little birthday party at this brewery, and um, her and her husband, Danielle, and her husband, they were great. Uh, they actually put us up in a Spring Hill Suites for the night. So it was like our, our accommodations gradually got better better i would say the red roof inn was obviously creepy the bookstore was creepy in a cool way it was kind of like an adventure and then we just got to stay in a really nice hotel which is awesome it, it totally shows the um the range of gigs and the range of accommodations you can get on these trips um but yeah the brewery was cool we got a bunch of good beer and ate at a weird sub shop got a chicago hot dog which i mean they're they're fine it's like it's a hot dog, you know? 
There's, I, I guess, like every place has its regional food. Like Philly cheesesteaks are great. I know on the North Shore where I grew up, we have uh, roast beef three ways, which is like a, a kind of barbecue sauce, cheese, mayo, roast beef sandwich. And that's great. It's just like, I feel like the hot dog is just a, a, a hot, I don't know. It's a hot dog. It's, it's, it's lips and assholes. And like, I don't know. It's fu- It's good. It's, it's a really good food. And I'm not trying to knock the Chicago dog, but I haven't had the deep dish pizza yet. And I feel like that is probably the amazing food, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the trip was good. Um, made some money, got back, worked this weekend. And actually there was a comedian at Zany's. What the hell was his name? I'm going to look it up because I have worked there for about a year now. And I don't think I've laughed as hard, um, as I laughed during a shift. Let me check it out. Uh, Zany's calendar. Who the hell was it? Joe Machi. Yeah, so he, I don't know if he won last comic standing, um, or if he was just on it. I think he might have, he could have won, I don't know. I'll have to do a little more research on him, and research, I just mean like look on YouTube. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Joe Machi, it's spelled M-A-C-H-I, so funny. He has, um, I think if you look up on YouTube, he has like a Conan, five five minutes on Conan, and he did a lot of those jokes, um, at the, at the club, but like, he was just so awesome. Um, yeah. And then that was, that was pretty much it for the weekend. Actually, you know what is cool? So it was six one five June 15th, the day we got back, it was six one five day here. So project six one five does a little festival actually right near our house. We're on the West side of town. And, um, you know, it's weird, like doing, those travel shows can be tough sometimes because this one, especially because the drives were so long um, and I did all the driving. So it's like, it's hard to keep yourself productive when you're just like staring at the road. Um, so it can, it, it can just like mess with your mind a little bit. And then you're just kind of like, you start, you know, you start to wander, you start to question. Um, but then you get home and right down the street, it's this like amazing free festival. Like I know growing up on the North Shore, there was really just like the Salem Jazz and Soul Festival in August, which was great. It was cool. But like, it's just so much different here in Nashville because there's like those types of free festivals almost every weekend. Um, like Musician's Corner, Live on the Green, this 615 day. It's just like you come home and you're a little like beaten down. And then you just go right down the street to a free festival and see awesome music. And like, it's just inspiring again. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it makes me love living in this city um, because they hold music in such a high regard. And it's just part of the culture of the city and the fabric. And um, I don't know. It was just awesome. It was just super cool to come back to that. But in other news, the record is coming along. The album that we started back at the end of April is all of the music is done. All of the lead vocals are done. 
Um, we have some backgrounds done for three of the songs, and I'm going to start doing some BGVs, as we call it in the industry. Um, going to start doing some backgrounds, I think, this week, this week and next week, because our, uh, what is it? Oh, there we go. Sorry. I was taking the time off the logic, so I, I didn't see. Because I don't want to I don't want to have any limitations on this. I just want to go. Um, so our producer, Bobby Holland, amazing dude, legend. Um, he's actually, he got hired by a band in Australia to produce their record. Um, so he's out there for three weeks. So the goal is to have all of the backgrounds and all the music done by the time he gets back, which I think is going to happen. Um which I am so pumped. I honestly like looking at this record. I am more excited to release this group of songs than I think I've ever been. Um, it just, it's the best work that I've done as a writer. I think it's the best we've done as a group in the studio. Um, it's cool. Cause like, Phil's playing a bunch. Paul's touring a bunch. He's recording with Tall Heights, and I know that they're doing, they're exploring in the studio a little bit more. So he's like, we're, I don't know, we're, we're all just taking this knowledge that we've learned from other parts of life um, and bringing it back into what we're doing in the studio. And it's like, I don't know, some people ask, is it hard playing with guys that are further, like far away from you? Um, but I, I feel like we've developed such a good rapport that when we do come back, it's just better. It it's like gets better every time. And I am so, I'm just so excited to release this music. Um, it's cool. It's, it's just, it's exciting. And it's way more collaborative too. You know, like last time we just had the band in a room and we played and it was great. And then this time it's just like, I'm involving much more of my community and people who I play with here in Nashville and like I don't know it's just more people are involved more people are, people are involved with the writing the production the playing on the record it's just it's just great I don't know to involve your community in making music is there's no better feeling there's no better thing to do um which actually I so I'm actually headed home this weekend uh to play at a wedding. Speaking of collaborative efforts, um, a good friend of mine named Steve Ruggiero, who was a high school friend, he was a freshman when I was a senior, and then he went to school at JWU, which is Johnson & Wales in Providence. Um, so when we were kind of starting out, he had a band in college, so we would like play at this bar with them, and um, they were called Continental Breakfast. And I've just like kept in touch with Steve pretty much since high school like we were involved in theater and chorus and band and all that stuff and then we just kind of kept in touch but he is actually getting married on Saturday so I'm I, you know I am really excited to go home um I haven't been home I don't even know I think since Christmas or January maybe was it January yeah we did a yeah yeah it was it was when we were up in Adatash the last time, but yeah, I'm just really excited. I'm I'm excited to go to go home and and get out of the heat for a little bit, and it'll be fun. Like it, it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a great wedding, and I'm playing their ceremony and the cocktail hour, and um, I still love doing that stuff. 
You know what I mean? It's like way more important than just doing the regular old bar gig. And it's for someone who I really like and respect and I know his family and, um, it'll be really cool. Be nice to get out of Nashville for a little bit. Um, and we're going to do a boat day with the old man, the old man, Steve living on his goddamn boat, camping out on the mighty Atlantic. Um, that'll be fun. Emma and I go to this beach here called Anderson beach and it's like, there's sand, you know, there's sand on the lake and it's fine. It's actually, I actually really like the beach. Um, but it, it, it's just not the salt water, you know, it's late. I love a good lake. Don't get me wrong. Who doesn't love a good lake? I actually think if given the, if posed the question of lake or ocean, I might, I don't know. I might choose lake because there's probably mountains involved, which means there's snowboarding and skiing and all the winter sports involved where ocean, especially in New England, you really only get to really enjoy it three months out of the year. But with that said, the salt water, it'd be cool if it was a salt lake, the great, you know what I mean? Like that's where I'd want to live on the great salt lake. Um, but you know, it is, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. And, but if I, you know, get in a lake house, all seasoned lake house, that would be sick. Um, anyway, I'm getting way off topic, but yeah, it'll be fun to get, get back and, and do this wedding. And I don't know, there's just a lot of cool stuff coming up and dude soaks doing well. And it's, I, I, I got this podcast and it's actually, you know, even though I kind of procrastinated a bit today, it's a early, e early afternoon or early evening, late afternoon edition of Hey World, the podcast. But yeah, and then like the new record, it's just a lot of good stuff. Um, I think the second half of 2018 is going to be big time into next year. And I mean, big time in a way that's like fun, you know, fun and exciting and adventurous and uh, yeah, just good stuff. Um, well, anyway, I think that's going to do it for me on this episode of Hey World. Um, once again, don't forget to go to your dude stoked on Instagram. Um, we're going to do a big first week of summer sale on the dude stoked page and on the Ross Livermore page. Um, as always, the Hey World playlist on Spotify. I keep it pretty updated weekly. Follow that. Also, RossLivermore.com for all the music dates, everything I have going on um, with that as well. And we just booked some good winter shows back in New England, so um, be on the lookout for that as well. Cool. Well, thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Hey World, that'll do it. Okay. Bye-bye.